0: Hey, this is Mitch Espinosa from Long Road to the Middle Podcast. If you're listening to this, consider yourself lucky. You're listening to one of my nearest, dearest, closest friends, one of my brothers from another mother. This is Not Good with, with Mark Rittenhouse. Is it Rittenhouse? Rashney. Oh, you're listening to Not Good with Mark Rashney. He could probably just edit that out. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Matt Rashabi. Welcome back to the podcast that critics around this great nation of ours are calling. Wow, this is rough to listen to. Huh, All right, Another positive review. Keep them coming. Uh, Thanks ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another week. I hope you had a great week, first off. Um, This was a lot of coffee week for me. That's kind of every week, but this week especially... Um, loved my coffee and it was great that uh, I'm on the road and I'm at a hotel that is right next to a Starbucks so that is equally good and bad because it's I need a couple cups of coffee just to kind of open my eyes (laughs) but then also it's you know I think probably a ton of coffee isn't that good that good for you in the long run but who knows. But anyways, this is checking in for the week. How have you been? How's your week? Uh, mine's been pretty good. Like I said, uh, I'm uh, traveling, or have been traveling this week. Um, and, uh, and yeah, fly back to Minnesota tomorrow. But it was funny, on the flight out here, I had this, you know, sometimes I have totally uneventful flights, um, but other times I don't. And this was one of those weeks, you know, for one, they got, you know, rid of the mask mandate on the flights. And I've never seen a bunch of people embrace something more so quick. I mean, no one's wearing them on the planes. Um, and, you know, I get it. It's tough to, tough to breathe on, huh? you know, breathe in those things. Um, so you see it very rare now. Um, but what was interesting was, you know, the old cliche of the babies crying on the plane. That usually doesn't really bother me that much, unless it's a real piercing, shrill cry. Those ones bother me. Those ones that just cut right through you. But for the most part, sometimes I can just sleep through it. Uh, but there was this—I um, was on an aisle seat on the left. So then, you know, I was on the left. You had the aisle, and then the right. There was a mother with her 14-month-old son. Said so that he was 14 months old, and he was awesome just like waving and smiling and uh it, it's so funny cuz i feel like kids and animals not that they're identical <laughs> uh, got to dig myself out of this one uh but um kids and animals i feel like i will like animals for sure i will talk to them and greet them before i greet the owner <laughs> does that make sense i was in a um elevator uh, on the morning that I left to go travel. And, you know, it's super early. I get on the um, elevator, and then this woman, a neighbor, gets on with the dog, and um, I greet only the dog. <laughs> and then uh, the dog sneezes, and I say, bless you, but not ironically. It wasn't like a joke. Like, I legit wanted this dog to know, bless you. Have a good day. Um, and I don't think I even said one word to the owner. It was just the dog the whole time. But anyways, I digress. But so that happens. But so this, you know, and I know sometimes that happens with kids too. I'll just say hey and not even talk to the the parent. But with with this kid, you know, and the mom, they were super nice and friendly, and they were great. And the kids slept through most of the flight. And the only time you could tell the kid was getting bugged was when we landed. And, you know, that's that common thing I've always heard about where it's that change of altitude that really messes with kids' ears at a young age. And then that's why they get irritated and cry. So that happens. And this kid starts crying. And there's this older woman in front of them, sitting in front of them, the aisle in front, the direct seat in front of them. And she's upset that this kid's crying, right? Which is like, you know, listen, you can't change it. There's literally nothing you can do. You got to just kind of ride this one out. The mom turns around and is like, uh, Oh, I think it's his ears. <laughs> As if, like, people are like, Oh, yeah, you cracked the case. Good job, Sherlock. Um, Encyclopedia Brown over here. But really, you know, so then she doesn't stop there. She's like, You know, the mom goes, Well, yeah, he just woke up. And then the woman goes, "You gotta clean, you gotta clean his ears." And the mom didn't say anything. And then the older lady goes, "You gotta clean his ears, clean his ears right now, clean his ears right now." And it was like super aggressive about cleaning this kid's ears <laughs> right now. And I never heard that. Like you can just clean a little kid's ears, and then they're fine. Uh, I'm not sure if that's even a thing. I I asked other people that I worked with and they were like, nah, never heard of that. Write in at notgoodwithmet at gmail.com. You tell me if a kid starts crying, can you just clean out its ears and it'll stop crying? Like a little switch. It's like a little record From there, let's go to some TV for the week. This is some TV I can recommend, TV I've been watching. Um, been watching a lot of good stuff this week. Um, let's see, where to start? Let's start with um, Better Call Saul. So they're starting to wrap up everything, and the worlds are colliding, right? You got Better Call Saul, which is a spin off of Breaking Bad. And so what I loved about Better Call Saul, and I apologize, there's going to be spoilers in this one big time because this week's episode of Better Call Saul was crazy pants. Um, and you know that this is going to happen, where Better Call Saul brought some you know, old fan-favorite characters, for sure. And they're doing more of that, because they're merging the worlds of Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. So you're going to see both worlds. But and I, also, and I knew this the whole time that some of the main characters that they they established in Better Call Saul, since you never heard of them or saw them in Breaking Bad, you know that they're going to be killed off. You know this is going to happen. This is inevitable. But you still don't want that, especially there's characters that you've fallen in love with. And so this is the spoiler part of it. The last couple episodes, we've seen Nacho on the run. And you see that at the beginning of this episode. He's managed to break free from those psycho twins um, and he jumps into an oil oil tank like an old abandoned oil tank which I didn't know this is that even real did they ever do that just abandon an oil tanker in the middle of a field <laughs> with oil still in it and so he jumps in and manages to uh, go into the oil there's like a pool of oil on one end of the tank and he goes and he submerges himself so that when these twins look in they don't see him because he's covered in oil. Um, anyways, all of it ends up being for naught because he's brought in to uh, um, to a rival gang and is he ends up he was going to be murdered. He ends up taking it into his own hands and he kills himself. So very sad demise. Sad to see that character go, and sad to see him go that way. Of course. But, uh, yeah, heartbreaking episode. But great episode. I think that's one of the landmark classic episodes of Better Call Saul for sure. But, whew, hard watch. Um, Also a hard watch is uh, We Own This City, which is the new um, city based off of or actually from the creators of The Wire. Um, And uh, and so if you like The Wire and some of those shows, um, you know, definitely i think you'll like this it's very similar in style to that and that's created by george pelicanos and david simon but yeah they make amazing shows um so check out any of theirs if you want really good entertainment but this one starts off with a bang it's all about you know corrupt police and um you know and it's set during you know 2015 2017 so pretty current times and with everything that the police um represent to a lot of people that's presented in this episode. It can be a hard watch and hard to see but uh but very powerful acting and great show. You've got John Berenthal, we all know from uh, uh uh Walking Dead fame of course and he's had a huge movie career on his own right. But he stars as Wayne Jenkins, a uh, um, basically the poster boy for Baltimore PD. He's a sergeant in the Gun Trace Task Force. But you find out very quickly that that task force and him, at least so far in this first episode, which is a really great episode, um, you find out that it seems like they're all corrupt. So there you go with that. Check that out. Also, uh, the they had the Barry season premiere this past Sunday. That was uh, a great way to you know kick the season off you got uh, Henry Winkler confronting Barry, which is huge. And then right at the end, you see Henry Winkle. Winkle. <laughs> Good old Henry Winkle. Uh, Henry Winkler's got a gun, but it's an old ancient gun that, he was, that was given to him from a friend, from an actor, Rip Torn. And the gun ends up falling apart in his hand. So the last shot you see is Barry coming at him, and then it fades and cuts to black. So what does that mean? What's going to happen? I don't know, but it's a great uh, season premiere. Then you had The Baby, which is a, a series premiere from Lucy Gamer, and is about this one woman in her friend circle who doesn't want to have a baby, but she ends up having one fall into her hands, essentially, when a baby falls off a cliff, and you find out that this baby might be possibly the spawn of Satan, as everything around the baby and everyone dies except for her, the new mom this main character in the show. So, yeah, crazy, but some good shows. All those I'll give a good. We got The Baby, we got Barry, we got We Own the City, and, of course, Better Call Saul. So there you go. Get watching. Oh, well, Anymore, All right, now we'll move on to some movies. Uh, clean his ears, clean his ears, that's all I'm hearing, (laughs) I can hear, so I guess my ears have been cleaned adequately, but uh, yeah, I just can't get over that, I'm just going to scream that to random strangers, Um, anyways, movies, so here are some movies that I can recommend this week, haven't been able to watch as much as I would like to, Uh, busy week, but did revisit a couple of classics, uh, one of them in shocker uh, horror movies. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors is the first one, the original Roger Corman movie. So good, and that one holds up. It's black and white. Um, you got Jack Nicholson in a cameo as uh, he goes to the dentist, and he's a guy that loves pain, so he's loving uh, you know, everything that's going on in the dental chair, which... Man, I cannot relate to. I hate that. Anytime going to the dentist. Because it's a, it's that drilling when they're getting the plaque off, especially the teeth, uh, right by the gums, and really anywhere on the teeth. I can just hear it radiating in my brain. <laughs> it's like they're scraping my brain. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the movie is so good, and they did it. It's still surprisingly shocking and disturbing today. And um, they have... A lot of, um, yeah, really bizarre, especially because, like, uh, so the whole story is about this guy who's got a plant. I mean, we should all know Little Shop of Horrors, right? But if you haven't seen it, I'm kind of jealous because then you get to experience it for the first time. But a guy has this plant that can only grow if it has uh, human blood. <laughs> so, yeah, totally horror. Um, and so how they get the bodies is still disturbing to this day. Like... Uh, a guy's just tossing a rock around and hits a um, a, a random vagrant, if you will, uh, by the train tracks, and the guy stumbles on the train tracks, gets hit by a train, gets hit by a train, and, uh, and then they use him as plant food. Super disturbing. Um, but also, you know, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is kind of interesting how... It was actually, they made that movie in two days, which is pretty impressive. And the whole movie came about because of a dare of how fast he could make this movie, Roger Corman. And so I ended up pulling it off in two days. Pretty impressive. Um, Also impressive is this documentary, Cursed Films, which I've been talking about. And they have a new season right now. And the current episode that just aired um, is one about the serpent and the rainbow, which is a movie... I'll also recommend this week if you haven't seen it. Uh, do your horror homework, you know? Um, check it out. It's Bill Pullman, great actor, um, awesome in Serpent in the Rainbow. And he does an interview for the show, Cursed Films, and his interview is so good. His first person account of everything that happened on there. There was, you know, they filmed in Haiti. There had uprisings. Um, the interesting thing to hear about was from his son, Wes Craven's son. So they shot on actual burial grounds, and apparently like the story that stuck out to me was that they were trying to make um, a clear and straight path for the camera tracking, for to lay this track that the camera would go on. And that they had to move actual headstones, and that it was very shallow graves, so they had to move bones too, and were literally disturbing people's graves. It was so bizarre, and so bizarre to hear... Him talk so candidly about that, like, oh yeah, we did that, like, whoa. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy, super intense uh, uh, making of it. There was an uprising, uh, strike, um, and uh, yeah, just definitely check that out because me talking about it, you know, isn't doing it justice. But it's uh, it's 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 a fascinating documentary. So check that out, and the original *Serpent and the Rainbow*, and of course the original *Little Shop on Horror* little shop of horrors uh get it right Matt come on um I give both of those a good good or not good good All right, from there, let's go to a little relationship advice. If you have any uh, advice, questions, or comments, or concerns, something you heard on a previous one, and you're like, Matt, you got it way wrong. I get it way wrong all the time, so I understand that. Uh, But feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, and we will get to your questions or comments on a future episode. But this right here will start with um, a woman wants to know Should I tell my brothers that one of them has a son? (laughs) A family genealogist was contacted by a man whose DNA results show he's her nephew. Should she tell her brothers that one of them has a son? No, I think you keep that a secret. Be a bro, bro. Uh, No, of course, you got to tell them. You gotta tell them. You gotta be responsible, and that person, your one of your brothers, has to be responsible. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, you gotta let them know. I know you're a little worried about you know any kind of friction or tremors that this could cause. But listen, if it's true, I mean that's the thing is like you'll find out, you'll get to the bottom of it, um, and see. But ultimately, if it's true, then you know you gotta be responsible and gotta and got to make the, make the right choices and uh, from here on out. So that's how I feel about it. Laying down the hard, tough advice right from the get-go. Um, next one is uh, someone wants to know, is it reasonable? So apparently this couple, a husband, has declared a no-complaining-about-work zone at home. And the spouse wants to know, is it reasonable for him to do so? Because as far as it's banning all venting from work, you know, you get home, you had a tough day. It's basically saying, don't talk about that in front of, uh, your spouse. And she wants him to make room for exceptions wants to know, uh, wants to know what we think. Well, here's the thing. I think you should be able to make room for exceptions and you should establish like a way to do it. Um, you know, like have someone record it, maybe. Yeah, have someone record them venting. And then the spouse can listen to it if they get the chance. <laughs> or have them tell a neighbor. Uh, pick a neighbor that each of you will vent to. Have it be the same neighbor. <laughs> Just drive them nuts. Uh, no, I mean, I really think you should. Uh, I do think that it, it's good to have a nice balance. You need to vent, though, too, and you need to be able to vent to your loved one. Um, and so I think it's finding that balance because I know for me, if something's going on and there's something crazy that's happened, you know, I could talk about it forever. And so that's something that I realized, like, oh, okay, I could kind of pump the brakes a little bit on that. I don't need to go. I don't need to talk about this incident for three hours. You know what I mean? I could do two hours and 40. See, that's compromise. That's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moderation. There you go. Um, final one. Someone wants to know. It was basically writing in saying that one longtime friend thought that they just lost touch over the pandemic, but the other friend thought that they weren't on speaking terms. And I thought that this is re- very interesting because it's so easy to. I I know once COVID hit, it was very easy to just be in that bubble and kind of only focus on what's, you know, your nearby surroundings and all that. It's good to check in with someone. Um, just a random text to somebody. If you notice like, oh, you know, we used to text all the time and then all of a sudden, you know, we haven't. Uh, it's good to just send a random text and just say like, hey, just want to let you know I'm too busy for you. I'm too good for you. Chat soon. No, but just a just a heads up because they'll appreciate that, and then they know like oh okay this person doesn't hate me. (laughs) It's just you know what we're all dealing with pandemic, all that. There's a lot going on, so that is totally understandable. On to some random news of the week. Uh, it was great. I was just listening to that song. Um, I love this Nello song this week. So good. Poor White chic, uh, if you will. And I will. Um, but yeah, great tune. One of my favorites from them. But, uh, but yeah. Okay, so random news of the week. Where do we start? Let's start with this random one. How about some Nightmare Fuel? I think we can all use that, right? I think... Uh, you know, from what I hear, people have nothing to worry about nowadays, and everyone's just living carefree, happy as can be, um, but this one will definitely change that, I think. Uh, researchers who comb a 40-mile stretch of Texas Beach twice a week have found something that they've considered very eerie, and that is... I also agree it is dozens of creepy dolls that were washed up on the Texas beach yeah, that is nuts um anytime I've ever come in contact with dolls especially the older ones with the weird crazy hair um those are just yeah they're they're really something to see because they'll be burned into your retinas and into Your images of any time you close your eyes, you're going to see that. Um, But Jace Tunnel, director of the Mission Reserve at University of Texas Marine Science Institute, said that they survey about 40 miles of Gulf Coast Beach at the reserve twice a week. And they said that they're normally doing scientific work, but these dolls have been a weird perk. And said about 30 dolls have been found since he started Posting these photos. The first one, and they, they even agree, the creepiest ones are the ones that have lost all their hair. And also, that would be very frightening to see. Especially just wa- washed up on a beach, like you're. I'm gonna go enjoy the sunset. Uh, the first one they said that they found was a sex doll, just the head of it. I posted a picture of it and didn't realize that's what it was. We got a lot of followers on the page after that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there you go um, if you want to see anything like that um, go and check out that that specific area um, they said that the reason why that happens is because of a loop current stretching from the Yucatan Peninsula to Florida, the current creates eddies that wash debris towards the Texas coast it's a little, little, little facts for you I want you to learn something on the Not Good podcast uh, this one is something a lot of people would be happy to learn about if it was a little more affordable. And that is the world's largest bottle of whiskey has been verified by the Guinness Book of World Records. It holds 82.16 gallons of single malt scotch, and it is set to be auctioned in Scotland. So get over to Scotland as fast as you can. It is 5 feet, 11 inches tall. That's taller than me. Um, It's 32-year-old whiskey, From the McAllen distillery and it was certified as the world's largest bottle of whiskey in 2021 and that will be auctioned may 25th and it will also possibly set a new world record of most expensive bottle of whiskey if it gets that high bid that they're thinking it's going to get which is exceeding 1.9 million so there you go start saving i know a bunch of buddies that would be very interested in purchasing that do they make uh, whiskey pools? They can just jump in and start chugging. Um, let's see. Finally, little uh, little semi comic book news, and we got one in the final segment coming up too. But uh, National Superhero Day was yesterday, Thursday. And that was uh, is always celebrated annually on April 28th. And I thought the little backstory might be good. That started in 1995 to celebrate heroes, both real and fictional. And began in 95 with Marvel Comics. So that publisher, as we all know who they are. Um, and I'll balance this out with a DC story too, I swear. Um, so no one cares. Um, <laughs> there's a couple nerds that are like, yeah! It's got, if you do a Marvel story, you got to do a DC story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, basically the holiday was created when Marvel sent out interns out into the streets in central Pennsylvania to interview people about what superpowers they would want to have. And then since then, it's been something that focuses on fictional heroes as well as real life heroes like parents, teachers, and firefighters. And listen, some people call me a hero for starting this podcast. So I guess this holiday's for me too. Mm. everybody and finally let's end with some entertainment news now the big stories that of course have been dominating this week has been the amber Heard and johnny depp trial so i was like ah do i want to cover that go through all that stuff but i feel like i don't know i'm kind of you know i was fascinated by it and then i'm kind of like "Eh, i've seen so much of it and how much more do you want to hear about um people pooing in in beds know what I mean? Look that up if you don't know what that... (laughs) Or don't. Or do not. Uh, But anyway, so I feel like to take a little break on that, we'll do some other completely random entertainment news stories that have popped up, including one from The Walking Dead, which is, you know, I kind of dropped off the, um, the Walking Dead planet and did that maybe a year, a couple years ago. But two of the characters that I always loved was... Were Daryl and Carol, and so I had I had heard that they were doing a spinoff show. They were intending to, but apparently Carol, who is played by um, Melissa McBride, she's bailing from the show. And so, of course, you know the internet, being how the internet is, uh, loves to come up with different theories and ideas. And I feel like it's probably super helpful to the people involved. <laughs> Because they're probably really accurate, uh, but a lot of it was saying that they were fighting with each other, which I really don't think I hadn't heard that about, um, about either one of them. I hadn't heard any stories, you know, kind of horror stories. So, but apparently, that was the big rumors. And so, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is Negan, the villain, at least I don't know if he is now. I was wondered. I was like, oh, they're going to make him the good guy. I feel like everyone is going to love him. Um, and he is kind of a lovable villain, but uh, in a weird sick way. But, uh, but anyways, he hopped on the internet and was basically just telling people to stop being toxic fans. And, uh, and was just saying that all that stuff is, you know, not true and explained that there's factors involved that are essentially nobody's business and that McBride just wants and needs a break. And she made the call, and that was hers and hers alone. So there you go with that. Um, Other TV news, too, that I was going to... I'm actually recording this podcast right before uh, I just finished work. I'm trying to um, do this and upload it right before the new season of The Last Drive-In starts, which is the uh, weekly double feature hosted by... Joe Bob Briggs, who, if you're not familiar with this guy, he is, I've talked about him on previous podcasts, but is just awesome, and uh, he hosted movies on the Movie Channel and on TNT, and he's been doing it on Shutter for a while now, and it's so good, they're starting the fourth season tonight in a matter of minutes, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, and you should too, you should check it out, it's only, I think I promote Shutter every week, but why not? Not good. Sponsored by Shutter. Um, that'd be a dream, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, only five bucks a month. Not a bad deal. The last drive-in. Check that out. All right. So I told you that we would do a DC story to kind of even out the whole Marvel um, hoopla that we did. No, I actually I do like Marvel. I give Marvel a hard time, but I love both of them. I'd say almost equally. Um, but this was sad news today. Neil Adams, known for a lot of great runs on DC Comics, including, I mean, Batman, he was known really well for. the. He kind of was cited as, as a guy who really showed and illustrated, pardon the pun, uh, that it is an art form and that comics can mean more than what people just thought they were, just cartoons. And so that was always really cool. And he had a lot of good Dark Knight runs, and he's kind of... Credited of making, you know, showing that dark brooding side of Batman um, and really, really creating that tone. So that's pretty cool. And he did that during the 70s. Um, but yeah, so he died yesterday morning at the age of 80, um, unfortunately, from the complications of sepsis. So some sad DC news. But if you're unfamiliar with the guy, check him out because his artwork is just really awesome. And he did some some great runs. Of DC Comics. So check that out for sure. Um, and then also, this is sad news for some. And some people I'm seeing are rejoicing on this, which is a weird thing to do. But James Corden is leaving the Late Late Show in 2023. So he announced that. I, you know, listen, I see people, he's easy to poke fun of, um, especially with cats appearing in the movie Cats, which is also easy to make fun of, but it's not, um, you know. Listen, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. And what I have seen of Corden, I've liked, to be honest. Um, it, there was the last thing that I saw, uh, one of his most recent episodes is when Edgar Wright was on. And it was pretty good, but he was giving his staff such a hard time that it felt a little uncomfortable. It felt like there was something more there. So I don't know if there's, you know, any of that leading i don't want to jump to conclusions if that has anything to do with him leaving he probably just wants a break and do something different it does say in this article that he's thinking about turning into more doing some writing some script writing so there you go a little uh little james Corden info for you well there you go ladies and gentlemen that is another podcast for the week thanks for hanging out with us uh, we will see you in one more week. And if you have any comments or concerns or ideas for future topics, reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. Special thanks to Nalo and the Unis for great music again, yet again this week. Awesome, awesome as always. Uh, love this song this week. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyways, any hoozle as they say. Um, and I think it's we we have to end with the phrase. We've all known and learned from childhood. Clean its ears. Clean its ears right now. Um, Yeah, we'll see you in a week. I love you.